Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, maybe this becomes a trend. A bill introduced in the state of Tennessee would see Super Bowl Monday become an official holiday in that state. Now, who wouldn't support that? And this is your morning buzzcast for Monday, February 6th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Thanks for listening to the buzzcast. It's Super Bowl week. I'll be in Phoenix starting Tuesday. So if you're out there and have a chance to say hello, please drop me a line. It'd be great to see you. And yes, it's an advertising sellout for the Super Bowl. Fox Sports has sold its final in-game spot. They sold it the week before the NFC Conference Championship game. The network only has two spots left in its pregame show that runs right up until kickoff. It's also currently selling spots for an overtime that may or may not occur. Some one-time advertisers are paying more than $7 million for a 30-second spot. Most are paying in the mid-$6 million range for that 30-second spot. It is a big day for Fox. By far and away, the most revenue the network has ever booked in a Super Bowl. Fox is very pleased with the sellout because the ad market has been slow. There's been the collapse of XTX and other crypto companies, and that was seen as a hot category. Remember how many crypto ads there were last year. This year's game will not feature any crypto companies. So who will you see advertised during Sunday's game? Well, expect to see the telecom companies. Expect to see salty snacks, packaged goods, autos, and yes, beer. Anheuser-Busch did give up its exclusivity for the first time in nearly 30 years. Now, Anheuser-Busch still will have the most ads, but viewers will see multiple beer and spirit brands during Fox's Super Bowl broadcast. So we'll have much more leading up to the Super Bowl all week on the Buzzcast. Let's move on. The NHL and Commissioner Gary Bettman have to feel good about its all-star festivities, which were a hit in South Florida and a big boost for the Florida Panthers as the game's host. The event brings more than 7,000 guests to South Florida, and these are celebratory weekends for the leagues. I can't say enough how important these all-star events are for the leagues. And this weekend, like I said, it was a boost for the Florida Panthers. They are really trying to grow the game in South Florida. And yes, even with the warm Florida weather, the Panthers were lobbying Gary Bettman this weekend for an eventual outdoor game. But it had been 20 years since the Panthers last hosted an all-star game. And team president Matt Caldwell, who I think really does a great job, believes the ability of the Panthers to host events like the NHL draft and the all-star game has really helped put that franchise on the map. And the team is certainly playing well. So a successful weekend for the NHL in South Florida. And now you can make plans for next year as the NHL is bringing next year's all-star weekend to the Hockey 
hotbed of Toronto. It will mark Toronto's first time hosting an All-Star Weekend since 2000. So what a great city, a historic hockey hotbed. You're going to see real intensity from one of the great hockey markets in the world as Toronto will host the 2024 NHL All-Star Game. Staying on big weekends, it was a big weekend for NASCAR as it returned to Los Angeles, going up against the Grammys last night with its bush-like clash. It again drew over 50,000 fans to the LA Memorial Coliseum. Martin Truex Jr. won the season opening exhibition race. Now, while last year's event, the first time they did it at the Memorial Coliseum, was really praised. Remember, it was up for Sports Event of the Year at the Sports Business Awards, Sunday night's race may not win many awards. With the AP calling the race sloppy and the racing had 25 cautions, the LA Times writes, by the middle of the race, the clash had become the crash and later stated, if you like bumper-to-bumper traffic, slow speed pursuits, and a lot of accidents, the Coliseum event was a dream come true, end quote. But NASCAR likely knew it would be hard to duplicate the success of year one, and they are still going to experiment. They're still going to go to new venues. They're still going to go to new markets. So they're still going to try to attract new fans as over 50,000 attended year two at the LA Memorial Coliseum with last night's race. Staying with NASCAR, Fox Sports is bringing on Kevin Harvick to join its broadcast booth next season. Remember, Harvick will retire from NASCAR's competition at the end of the 23 season. He will then transition right until the Fox broadcast booth. Fox has used Kevin Harvick pretty regularly as a guest since 2015, and he's going to call a number of other races this year. He's going to call four Xfinity Series and three Truck Series races this year for FS1 before next season. He will be in the main booth for the entire Cup schedule, joining Mike Joy and Clint Boyer. So Kevin Harvick, the latest addition to Fox Sports' NASCAR coverage. Let's shift to baseball as MLB has owners' meetings this week in Florida. I was with someone close to baseball last week, and they felt there would be about 10 to 12 teams who have sold jersey patches before the start of the season. That's a pretty healthy number. There is a lot of inventory in the market. Many brands were balking at the high prices, but we are seeing a run of jersey patch deals, and that's good news for teams. We saw a bunch of deals last week, and now the Angels get into the mix as they have signed foundation building materials as the team's first official jersey patch partner. They'll get in-stadium signage, digital signage, radio advertising, and hospitality, as well as the jersey patch. Remember, these deals are as big as some naming rights deals. And Excel Sports Management sold the deal for the Angels. They said this deal makes foundation building materials the Angels' largest corporate partner. So this marks the team's biggest deal. And the Angels really felt they had some things going for them as they sold this patch. Of course, they've got Mike Trout. Of course, they have Shohei Otani. And so now they have a new deal with Foundation Building Materials, which has 280 locations in the United States and Canada. It is based in Anaheim. So the deal with the Angels makes sense. Once again, this was sold by Excel Sports Management. They have sold a number of jersey patches 
patches. This is their second for a Major League Baseball team. So like I said, we've seen a run here of a few deals in baseball. The D-backs signed Avnet Tech Company last week. The Reds signed Kroger last week. And the Astros are expected to do a deal with Oxy Energy. So keep your eye on these jersey patch deals because like I said, they are very, very important and lucrative for these MLB clubs. So let's end the buzzcast on a couple of other items. There is no question how the series Welcome to Wrexham has increased exposure and interest in global soccer. Now, Wrexham is coming to the U.S. as the club will play in a new million-dollar winner-take-all seven-on-seven soccer tournament this summer in July. It is Wrexham's first ever trip to the U.S. The event is called the Soccer Tournament. And it's put on by John Mugar, who founded TBT, or the Basketball Tournament. I think many of you are familiar with this. So Mugar is expanding into other sports. Wrexham is the ninth team to sign up for this tournament. It will be a 32-team tournament, so a big fun event. Wrexham is planning to include players who appear in the documentary. The club, of course, is owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, and they will make the most of their time in the United States as Wrexham is expected to play some friendly matches as part of a U.S.-based preseason in July leading into the soccer tournament. So Wrexham going to plant a flag in the United States this summer. And finally, Texas and Oklahoma are not in the SEC yet. The two schools are still slated to join the SEC in 2025 as originally planned as the efforts to leave in time for the 24 football season have stalled. There is not much momentum to have this move happen earlier. The big issue is over media rights with ESPN, Fox, and the Big 12. The main obstacle, according to multiple reports, is how to make Fox Sports good for losing the equivalent of seven football games featuring Oklahoma and Texas. Now, those games, those teams are very popular. Those games drive serious advertising revenue. So how do you make Fox Sports good? Right now, there is no solution yet to that. And while the groups are still talking, there are no concrete plans yet to have the teams leave any earlier than 2025. But this story is ongoing. Talks are still continuing. So we'll have to see what the future holds for Texas and Oklahoma. And that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, February 6th. Thanks for listening to the Buzzcast. Thanks for spreading the word on the Buzzcast. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.